Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Just before we kick off this potty, guys, a quick little reminder that our Burgundy, simply the Bradman Best Hats, will be dropping tonight at 6pm, www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. Very, very limited stock. You need to be there at 6pm because these will go very, very quickly. Limited stock, as I said. See you there at 6pm, Sydney time. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the off-season. Myself and Maddie, the Waterboy. Today, we're talking about guys you would most want to be in the trenches with. We're going to go position by position, discuss those guys. And uh, all we've said is guys you want to be in the trenches with. So uh, how we categorize those, how we pick those, uh, it's going to be open to discussion. And uh, I've got a feeling we might see things a little bit differently. Welcoming in my 5'8". It's doing, mate. What's up, Guru? I... Actually, I went down a bit of the uh, the grubbier route, I think, because someone left a comment saying, because we, obviously we left it open last week, comment what you think we should do next, and someone replied, biggest grubs. And I was like, that's a good one. It's probably a little bit insulting to say just grubs, so kind of reworded it into, um, into in the trenches. Also because, I don't know if you heard, but Bloody Brilliant Beers and Donnie did a podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago mm. and they did one like who you'd want um, the player you'd want like with you in a fight. So I've kind of just meshed all these together. So I don't know how you've gone about it, but that's how I've gone about it. So I, I, when I think guys you want to be in the trenches with, it's guys that you want alongside you and you don't want to play against. So well, it could yeah. be for a number of reasons. It yeah. could be because they can stink. It could be because they're lunatics. A number of reasons. So there's a heap to get into today. And I reckon we're, by the sounds of that, I reckon we're going to have very different <laughs> picks here. Now, me, myself and Maddie, once again, we haven't told each other who we're going with. So some might be the same. Some might be different. A few positions. Um, in no shock to anyone. Second row, front row, and lock. I've got about 18 options that I can pick from. Uh, fullback, centers, a little bit more difficult. I found halves weirdly easy. Matty. Really? Yeah. What but about you? Halfback was actually my last position. Yeah. That I, cause I, I got everything else pretty quickly. Um, and halfback was the one I had to mull over a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. 
now my, my two halfbacks came to me straight away. Mm. I had no question about my two halfbacks. So we're going to go position by position. We're not going to pick a 13. We'll go position by position. So fullback. Uh, Matty, do you want to take us away, mate? Yes. So obviously there's no real criteria when it comes to when they played. I've got a couple of players actually still playing NRL. Um, they're probably mostly the era, era I grew up watching in high school. But for this, I've just gone Latrell. Now, there probably will be a couple of South ones floating here and there. I've tried to pull it back as much as I can, but, you know, I can't I can't just turn it off, Guru. I can't turn yeah, it no, off. No, no doubt. And I'm <laughs> expecting to see Sam Burgess picked at lock, second row, and front row forward. You are correct. He um, might even get a baited hooker. Actually, I already know who your hooker's going to be. <laughs> but I know who your hooker's going to be. Yeah, so, Trell, honest, obviously, everyone in my team are great, really, really good, great rugby league players. So, that's obviously the first criteria. You want the mini team, not against them. But... Latrell, he's isn't he just the last guy you want to play? Yeah. Because not only can he make you look like a fuckwit with the footy, if you try and arc up to him, he'll just belt you. He will bully you. Exactly. And he'll follow you and he'll chase you. Mm. I, I always think back to, and a guy that I actually haven't got on my list, but he's one I would actually consider, Will Chambers, who was oh, one of the great centres of all time. And unfortunately, all I remember him for is Latrell Mitchell going, hold my belt. Mm. I'm going to finish you over the next three years. And he just went after him relentlessly. Will Chambers tormented us in a Maroon jersey for so long. Will Chambers, you could argue, is, you could argue he's the centre of the decade. Yes, without a doubt. And I felt sorry for him mm. at the end of his career. It was brutal. And yeah, I, look, I felt sorry for him at the end of his career. I didn't feel sorry for him during the game. No, I felt, yeah. At the end of his career, I felt <laughs> awful for him because all the fantastic things he's done, he had done, mm. not forgotten, but... Would overshadowed be the fair word? I think so, yeah. Certainly certainly down here. Like, I will never... I think the 2018 Grand Final and those Origin games where Latrell just stood over him and gave it to him, it's some of the most intimidating things I've ever seen. Isn't it wild that Trell was... Well, how old was he then? Like, 20? Yeah, he was young. He was a kid. Freaking And Will crazy, Chambers man. was 30 years old after tormenting the entire game for 10 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wild. So, yeah, Latrell's my pick, and... I'll call it South Bias, but anyone would pick Latrell. Anyone would pick Latrell to be in their team. He's he's just a, as I said, he's a freak with the ball in hand, but if it's on, he's going to protect you. He's yeah. going to look after you. It's Ronnie Steer. Uh, when I think about, you know, the guys that I've picked here that I've got on my sheet, I, I there's not many guys that I'd say are more skillful than Latrell as well. Mm. So, yes, he's got the rough and tumble about him. Uh, he's got the old suspension in him here and there and whatnot, but... Good God, the skill set and the passing game he has, just second to none. Oh, 100%. He's, when, when GI was running around, I used to think, wow, he's the most complete player I've ever seen. And to be fair, I still think he is. But even his passing game isn't as good as or as slick as Latrell's. And Inglis was cutting out fucking people and putting Nathan Merritt and AJ over. But Latrell, his, the silkiness with his hands for a big man are just... Unmatched, I think. I don't think. Unmatched. I, I, I think it's even stupid to compare their passing games. Yeah, they're just not even, and that's not that's nothing against GI. It's just how good Latrell is. For sure, he like you talk about guys can ice threes on twos. Latrell ices threes on threes. Yeah, bloody hell, it's incredible. Like you can just be half a meter out of position, and you're a mile out of position if mm. Latrell's on, especially with AJ and them the way that they move. Uh, really good pick, mate. I love that. I'm not shocked in the slightest. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of red and green. My one, mate, I've gone for another modern-day fullback. Very different to Latrell Mitchell, and I think this is where this will be a classic example of where our thoughts on in the trenches might be divided. But for me, mate, Dill Edwards. 
Okay. He's not going to have a stink. He's not going to cause havoc. But, fuck, mate, the way that he returns the football in every single game and the amount of work he gets through, the thing I love about him as well is that, you know, who essentially whoever he's playing against, the other fullback would go, I'm probably more skillful than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm faster than you. You shouldn't get it over me. And Dill gets it over just about every single fullback every single time. And you know what? I reckon every other fullback also thinks you're not tougher than me, yeah. but they'd probably be, be incorrect. Yeah. If you, if you walk past Dill Edwards in the street, the last thing you would guess is an NRL footballer. Oh, 100%. He ju- he's just so oh. unassuming. And, and then when you watch him play, mate, the, the game that stands out for me was in the bye round last year. And obviously, he's, you know, he's a Clive Churchill medalist. He's done some incredible things, Dill. But um, is he a Clive Churchill medalist? Got, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, last, last year. year, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but the thing that I remember the most is that game against the Raiders last year. All the Origin boys were out. And I remember at about the 50th minute, he got injured. And I thought, he's going to have to leave the field. And he ran for about another 120 metres. Mm. Like, he finished that game in a body bag. Yeah. And I, I just... I, 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 may, I think it adds to it as well that, you know, he's not a guy, he's probably not a guy that's going to play Origin. He's probably not a guy that's going to get rep honours. I think that just winning premierships is going to be his thing. And I, I just love that about a, this guy. It's a nice thing to have. Oh, mate, it's an <laughs> unreal thing to have. And you think about all the fullbacks on the market and every team is constantly chasing the X-factor fullback. Mm. Penrith seem alarmed or worried? No, not at all. Imagine Stephen Crichton just never even gets a look in at the fullback jersey. Isn't it crazy how, like, like obviously he's important to the team, but I think the last five games he hasn't played, they've lost. There's, yeah. It's something wild like that. And of course, some of those games, you know, other players have been rested as well, but I think back to the 20, 2021 qualifying final. Well, you look in those three years they went to grand finals, they've only lost two finals games. One was the 2020 the 2020 grand finals, final. they lost to Melbourne. The other one was when they lost to you guys. Yep. Guess who was the only player missing? Exactly right. Jill Edwards. Yeah. Stephen Crichton had a good game that night. He was funny. Still wasn't enough. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, Dill, I've got so much time for Dill. And I, I remember when I was growing up, and I'm sure most of the watch will be able to remember, a guy like Luke Patton, he reminded me a lot of Dylan Edwards, just yeah. the way that he was always underappreciated. He was always in a very good team. Rep honours never came his way. But he just went out and did a job every single week. And he wouldn't get the stats of the Minicellos, the Lockyers, these sort of guys. Same as Dilly, doesn't get the stats of the Teddies, the Turbos, the Trells, all these guys. Who's holding the trophy, though? Mm. Who's the, like one of the true MVPs of that team? Dylan Edwards. And the best thing about it is his teammates know it. 100%. They love him. And if you said to Ivan, you can directly swap Dill for any other fullback in the comp, he'd go, nah. I'm good. Well, I mean, Crichton's on his way. And Dill Edwards is still there. Dill Edwards is still there. Yeah, it's wild. Such I, hope, I seriously hope, though, that they pay him what he's worth when his contract comes up because it would be very easy for them to convince him to stay on unders. But he deserves he deserves a big contract. For sure. I, I think Dill will I, – I think he'll, he'll, he'll be okay. Mm. He'll, he'll always have a place in rugby league, and I don't think he'll ever be on the million-dollar contract. What, what, what do you reckon he's on at the moment? Like sixes? Or more, you reckon? I don't reckon he's on more than that. I'm just guessing. I've got no clue. Ballpark, yeah. But, well, I don't know when his contract comes up, but there was talk that him and Luai are going to come off at the same time and they're going to have to upgrade both of them. So. I know Dill won't, but if he wanted to be a real asshole about it and was like, I want every cent, how much would you be willing to pay for Dill Edwards? If I was the Panthers? Yes. 
See, here's the difference. Even though we know he's a gun, he you don't know how he's going to go in another team because he just he suits everything Penrith so well. Yep. But if I was the Panthers, how can you not give him 800, 850? And just to play devil's advocate, you're like, and, and I agree with you, I'd be happy to pay that much if I was the Panthers too, but you're paying 800, 850 for a fullback that plays one side of the field. Mm. Like, it's wild. But the extra things he brings, his kick returns. When was the last time you saw Dill Edwards caught out of position? Yeah. Like, oh, I think while. it's another really underrated thing in his game that, you know, how often do you see a ball bounce? How often do you see him out of position? And the Pen- Penrith Panthers have one of the best – potentially the best three-year run of defense we've ever seen. Mm. Who's controlling their defense? Yeah, Dill Edwards. Dill Edwards from the back. So underrated. An absolute freak, Dill. Mate, wingers. I might go first. Go on. I've got a modern-day guy. Do you? No. I've got a modern-day guy who uh, I, I don't think people will see coming, but Brian Toto for me. Oh, that's such a good one. That Every such day a good one. of the week. Um, the post-contact meters, absolute king. Goes about his business. He's not weak in defense. He's, you know, he's a good finisher. But just, the, mate, the way that he comes out of his end and the way that he can he can take a hit up that can turn a game on its head. And we've mm. seen him do it on so many occasions without bringing up a few times he's done it to you guys at South Sydney. But yeah. how many of his big plays have crushed you in big games? Oh, it's... it's I- I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. He is, he is just something. And I, I, I've been criticised for it before, but Brian Tyo is doing stuff that no one else has ever done before. Throw Lottie, Wendell, all these guys at me. No one was doing what he's doing coming out of his own end. Yeah. He is an absolute freak. On the weekend, he ran for 211 metres, which you go, by his standards, eh. You don't even, you don't even bat an eyelid anymore. You don't even bat an eyelid. Do you remember a few years ago when Blake Ferguson had that unbelievable season? Yeah. And he averaged 199 run metres? Yeah. And we all fucking lost our minds? A, a quiet day for Brian Toto. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I we, I think it might have been 2021 was his huge, huge, huge year. And he averaged something like 240 metres a game. Yeah. And, and, and that was like, the, the second best was, as you said, Blake Ferguson. Yeah, it's insane. And if you go to his post-contact meters and his meters run in finals games, mm. they get even bigger. Yeah. He is just a guy that owns the big moments. As I said, 211 run meters on the weekend. He had 73 post-contact. <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. It's it's just insane what he is capable of doing. And, you know, he's, he's obviously ha- had a couple of injuries and whatnot, but he's like he plays so much footy between origins and, you know, going on World Cups and everything. He just shows up. Every single time, Brian Toto. So there's wingers that are probably faster, better in the air, all these sort of guys. But I think more and more wingers are becoming so much more important in our game because of what they do coming out of their own end. And he is the absolute king of it. And he is over a consistent period of time, the best at it we've ever seen, I think. 245.9 run metres a game in 2021. The next best was Turbo, who had... You could argue the best year in the history of rugby league of any player ever. And he beat him by 40, 35 metres. Yeah. And also, you need to keep in mind, and something to watch each and every weekend, Brian Toe runs for these unbelievable metres. Keep an eye on how many teams kick to him and allow him to return off a yeah. kick for an extra 20 metres. Give you the hot tip. They don't. Never. He's always yeah. taking the first... Yeah. The first Brian Toe is so yeah. good at kick returns that... It's actually lifting the stats of Taruva unbelievably because yeah. they only want to kick the ball to him. Taruva's never been a meter-eater guy coming through the grades, but all of a sudden, because they don't want to kick to Toto, Taruva's now running for 200 metres per game. He's added zeros to his contract. 
as it stands, I'm assuming we're releasing this today. As it stands, who's your Brad Fittler medalist? Is it Toto? I'm close to renaming the medal, if I'm being honest with you. But um, if I had to pick someone, Brian Toto would be right up there. Yeah. He's just isn't, isn't he just dome. built for state of origin? Toto, the way the way, the way it is at the moment, he's absolutely built for it. Yeah, I think Brian Toto would be my guy, actually. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, that's a tough. That's a tough pick, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good. That's that's so much harder than it should be. Yeah. That's wild. Um, all right, Brian Toe, for me, who have you got, mate? I love that one. Hey, actually, before we start, can I, and I, I know this will annoy you and it'll probably won't annoy anyone else that's watching. Why on earth has the NRL website... Got rid of stats. What the fuck? Bro, Why would they do that? I don't know. It's fucking annoying. Now you have to like go to more and then go all the way down to stats or you have to type it into the box. Nah. So it is still there? So, so go oh. to the side. Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can only Thank have a God. certain amount of things. Okay. They I thought I'd put. lost it. That's the most illogical thing imaginable. And in the world of rugby league, pretty good knock. Mm. Winger, go. Now that I'm done with my little temper tantrum. All right. I threw my pen at the hard drive then, so I'm just going to make sure I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to reset that. All right. My winger, Manu Vadovar. The, the beast. But... Really ahead of his time, yeah. I would say. He he would absolutely fit into the one game now, given all these big athletic wingers, but he was the big athletic winger when no one was big and athletic back in the day. Um, Manu, uh, opposition wingers from that era always talk about, like I, I know a lot of players now talk about having to tackle Nelson, Back then, it was opposition wingers having to mark Manu Vadovar. And the way that man could just find the try line was like nothing else. He was he was awesome. He was awesome. He uh, he holds a pretty special record in rugby league, which I don't think has been done by anyone else. He actually uh, he scored more than 10 tries in 10 seasons in a row. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. So starting in 2006, where he scored 10 tries... Uh, he scored at least 10 all the way until 2015. Uh, peak year 2010 when he scored 20 tries. He, so he, he actually, he, it's actually 12. So the record's, the record was must have been 10, but it's... Oh, wait, no, it's not. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, 10. 12 impressive, 10 still very impressive though. Sorry, 10. 10 seasons right, straight right, with sorry. 10 or more tries. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable stuff from Marta Vadova. And like, keep in mind... You know, it's not like he's playing. Like it's not like he played that ten years at the Melbourne Storm. No, standing on the end of a back line, putting the ball down, uh, playing at the Wars, who weren't super successful during that period. Really, so they had, they had a few good years in there. But um, yeah, mate, well, what he could do. I used to always, whenever the Kangaroos would play the Kiwis and Manu Vatavai was selected, I'd sort of go sweet because he was very rocks or diamonds. You never knew what you were going to get. If you got rocks. It was pretty much game over. Yeah. But when you saw that first hit up and he didn't drop it, you went, ah, shit, we're in for it now. And I'm not sure if I could think of anything, anyone I'd want to be less than uh, whoever the hell had to mark Manu Vatavai on, on any given week. Yeah, would absolutely. be an absolute nightmare. By the way, is it the two most polarising wingers of all time, Manu Vatavai and Denon Kemp? Yeah, I know, right? They, they would have played together at They the played time. together, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of – it's like proper – just different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you got completely. the big, you got the big brute, freaking Denon, <laughs> and 
And then, like, obviously, Dennett, who was lightning quick and much smaller than Manu. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of an interesting dynamic, Manu and Denon together. So different. Yeah. So wildly different. And once again, take that example. I'll give you the hot tip who I'm kicking to every day of the week. Ken and Demp, for sure, mm. would not be kicking a Manu at all. Mate, did you have, like, a, a Manu moment that stands out for you? Oh, man, there's I, – I just, I just remember him tearing South apart. Yeah. And, that's, and that's all I remember because he just, he just did it all the time. But more so, when he played for New Zealand, like New Zealand, they're great now and they have had periods where they've been good and where they've been poor. But no matter what, he would just show up for New Zealand and just be an absolute weapon. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. He's, even his, is it his gold tooth or his silver tooth? Like yeah. that just that just adds the mystique. Had so much character to him, eh? He's he's yeah. He was great on the field, big Manu, and he was he was great to watch. Pretty interesting when you have a look at his Warriors career, two thousand and four to twenty seventeen. How old do you reckon Manu is right now? Um, have you looked? No, I haven't looked. How old do you reckon? I'm he gonna is? say thirty eight. Thirty seven, yeah. I thought oh, he'd be older than that. I feel like he was around for so long. When you have a look at his career, obviously the Warriors went through a lot of ups and downs during his period. He won 112 games, lost 110. So pretty close to mm. smack on 50% there. Pretty good achievement. Um, mate, I was just having a look through some of his stats and whatnot and noticed that um, throughout his career, he had five games where he went back to the Intrust Super Cup. Oh, my Imagine God. Imagine being a tradie and showing up on Saturday morning to play footy and you got to mark <gasps> Manu Vassalon. Oh, my God. It's like the other day when... Um I think I'd rather have a car accident on the way there. <laughs> like the other day when Felice Cafusi went back to Q oh, Cup. Yeah. Imagine, imagine like running at that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what my favourite thing about that game was? I looked at the team list and I yeah. looked and I was like, oh, Felice Cafusi's playing. Who do you reckon the captain of the Dolphins was that day? I don't know. Dunamis Louie. Oh, yes. Imagine Felice Cafusi standing in the changes before listening to Dunamis, give him a little... <gasps> Little G up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so rough. So grim. Yeah, Marty Vatavai, a fantastic shout. Rookie of the year in 2005. Played all the way until 2017. A fantastic career. Matty, 226 games in the NRL, 152 meaties. What a strike it's, rate. It's, a, it's an incredible record. And as you said before, especially in a Warriors team that, you know, they, they would have made the finals less... Like, not made the finals more than they made it in his career, I would assume. So, And in the most respectful way possible, 152 tries, I am willing to bet he probably bombed 40 to 50. Would that be fair, Matty? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, As you said, he had the feet Rocks for diamonds. hands at times. Yeah. It, was, it was like sometimes he was the only person that could defend himself. Yeah. So, yeah, wild. But I guess that's what makes him so great, isn't it? That he was just such a wild card like that. He would drop the easy ones, but he'd catch these unbelievable things, you know, just burrow over four or five dudes. He was a freak. Can I tell you a story about Dinamis Louie? I didn't know anyone had any stories about <laughs> Dinamis Louie, but I'm keen, yes. So he, he played Origin 2020, eh? He was part of that team. Uh, did he? I want to say he did. He played... Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Did he play game three? Uh, let me have a look. He played game two. Game two. Anyway, my Jeez, story 2020 actually... 2020 hurts. My... Yeah, no, I don't want to think Every, about it. like, six months I learn a new fact about the 2020 Origin Series. It just fucking buries me even more. Imagine being in the camp. Yeah. Oh, you were. How yeah. good. Yeah, it was fun. Love um, that. that for you. You deserve yeah. that. The best part about it is during COVID, so we could do a lot of fun things. Um, <laughs> my Dynamis Louis, Louis story is also from 2020. 
And I think it was in the depths of COVID actually. Yeah, it was when no one could do anything, but you could kind of just like go to your mate's house or, or people, I can't remember if you're allowed to, but people, that's all people did, right? And it was Roosters versus Raiders. And me and my mates were watching the game. Uh, we're about to watch the game. We're about to kick off. I'm pretty sure it was a Saturday game, the, mm. the 7.30 game. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. My mate Eric was like, I can just, I can feel it. I can feel a fucking front rower is going to go through the Roosters. And he gave me, he just listed me all these reasons. He's like, I, I promise you, Josh Papali is going to score the first try. He's on, it was $51, Josh Papali's. And we're all laughing and we're like, mate, there's no fucking way Josh Rapali is going to score the first try, blah, 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 blah. And then as a joke, my other mate Tom was like, huh, what, you might as well just bet on the other prop, Dynamis Louie. He's paying $81. Like, aha, Dynamis Louie, Dynamis Louie. Guess who scored the first try? Of course he did. Fucking Dynamis Louie. king, yeah. And, and, and Eric got on Josh Rapali and not Dynamis Louie. <laughs> Love that for Eric. Cop that. <laughs> All right. Move to centre. Mm. Uh, I've got two options here. I've got a feeling we might... I, I feel like the guy I'm about to pick might be where the circles overlap of how we both describe the trenches, the Venn diagram, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Hodges. He, he was my second pick. Second pick. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, Hodjo, yeah. uh, as Maddie said before, loves guys that can have a stink, but... Also, just the most skillful guy mm. on the field. He was a freak, Joe, and he was just so intimidating. It's not even funny. Uh, and, mate, speaking about guys that used to torment New South Wales, good God. Hodjo was just on another level. I mm. remember, was it was it Danny Badiris that he went after that night? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, slit his throat to Danny Badiris. Probably the nicest guy the world nice has ever Nicest guy to ever produced. walk this planet, probably. Yeah. Him and Jake Javoyevich. And Hodjo just went, no. Nah. And he, and he kept saying, he kept pointing at Smith, Cam Smith, and going, he's one, and then you're two. <laughs> you're two. So good. I remember at the time that made me so furious. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. But God, he was a good player, Hojo. And yeah. just the amount of shit that he would cause. But then he would, the thing I loved about Hojo is that he, he would talk and he'd carry on, but he would always back it up. He would always back it up and he would always get the better of his opposition number. I think it's one of the most underrated individual rivalries in rugby league, the early 2000s. Mate, him and Willie Tonga. Oh, mate. That was blockbuster TV. Like, Willie, Willie Tonga, if you cast your mind back and you, and you really – like, if, you, if you're being legit, he was the best centre in the world for a few years. For, like, there's, like, a two-year period. Yep. And you could argue that two-year period is one of the best two-year periods from a centre ever. And – He was untouchable. Not only that, he was the most untouchable player on Rugby League Live too. Yes, he would be the first player I signed on franchise mode every time, Willie yeah. Tonga. Play him at hooker. I would decimate, See you later. The, I would decimate the Bulldogs. <laughs> Absolutely decimate the Bulldogs and put him in yeah, South. What did they, they had like, Tonga, they had Matty Utai. They had Utai. untouchable. They had, yeah, it was, they were, they were all, they had Hazem. Everyone loves, everyone If you had Hazem. to pick on Rugby League Live or, let's talk Rugby League OG, so that's like O3. I've already, I've already known my answer, but go on. Who's your back line? Who, who, oh. who, who's your back five? Okay, I didn't expect that. I would have Matt Utah. Yeah. I would have Matt Bowen. Yeah. Reese Wesser. See, okay. I'd always put Reese Wesser at hooker. At hooker, yeah. Yeah. So he'd just pick the ball up and carve through him. Yeah. Um, who was Brenton Bowen was mad too from mm. the Cowboys? He was lightning. Who who was the manly winger? Red Nut. Scotty Donald. Oh yeah. He used to be able to move. And Anthony Minicello just couldn't be tackled. Minicello was well. good, but I never picked him out of spot. Idiot. I would have I would have given it to you on Ugly League. <laughs> nah, Willie, but Willie, Willie Tonga 
always in like seriously. Him and Hazem, I re- I loved Hazem as a, as a kid. Hazem was good too. Yeah, yeah. They made that rugby league game was unreal. Where's the next one? I I haven't played one since the OG. I've still got it. Actually, I was talking to someone who actually works for Big Ant Studios. He was um he DM me. I should I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up. I want to know where this game is. I, I can't remember if it was you or Timmy that did this trivia with me, but for one of you at home. So do you remember who was on the cover of the Rugby League games? The originals? Uh, Steve Price. Steve was Price on, was on the first was one. On two. Do you remember who was on the second one? Steve Price. Steve Price yeah. again. Yeah, they went for the double dip on Steve Price. <laughs> How funny is that? Double dip on players. a New Zealand Warriors front rower. Twice. Of all the players. All the players in the comp, anyone you wanted. Steve Price, but even like even now, if you did the if you did two rugby league games in two years, you wouldn't go Cleary twice. You'd no, go, you, you'd it go, just makes no sense whatsoever. You'd be dead. <laughs> Who'd be the equivalent of Steve Price now? Who'd be? Oh. Who, would, who would it be? Like just stock standard, did his job, was good for a charge down, was just tough. Like it would it probably wouldn't even be Jervo. Maybe Jervo. I don't know. It's such an yeah, odd pick know. to go just two years in a row. Maybe like. Different position, but maybe like Hudson Young. Oh, Hudson Young's probably got a bit more about him. In, with yeah, the he's ball. got heaps more about. Yeah, him. what am I talking? I was, I was thinking more. Um, Steve Price was like proper just bread and butter stuff. Yeah, yeah it's such one. a bizarre choice. Was that you, you that did that, or was that Timmy a few months ago? I feel like nah, I've had this country. chat with you. I didn't know it was Steve Price twice. Yeah, so I, 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 I think that was one of our Timmy Williams specials at two AM on the country tours. That's God, he was right. Fuck! We should bring. We should, we should um. We should bring the game in next next off season. We'll I've got do. it down at the um caravan park. I play oh, yeah. it regularly. It's great. Fuck! It's got that mad intro to it. Oh, it's so good. Um, what are we yeah, talking so about? So I've gone for Justin Hodges. <laughs> uh, I I used to love when him and Willie Tong used to go head to head, and Hodjo had his had like his hair dyed red down the middle, and they yeah. just used to. Go at it. Uh, some great moments, Hodjo. Uh, and I think also, the thing I always loved about Hodges, and this is classic in the trenches stuff, you're coming out of your own end and Hodjo gets into dummy half, you go, gun, 15 metres. Mm. He'll beat the first marker every single time. You know exactly what he's going to do. Come off his left foot, step back on the inside and go. Did it every time for 15 years. No one could stop him. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they, they knew freak. it was coming. He never, he never didn't beat the first yeah. defender. Unbelievable, Hodjo. Who you got? Uh, very similar vein, Steve Maddow. Yeah, the hitman. The hitman. He he's the last one of the last people in in the history of the game that I've watched that I would want to play. He just looks like <laughs> like if you ran into him and ran into his shoulder, especially when shoulder charges were around. Yeah. Oh my god. People like people quite often give him shit for how often he was injured, but did you see what he put his body well, through? No, of course he was injured. He would throw himself at everyone. Wasn't it mad when you said, like, when, when when all, like, especially when he was at his peak, that's when Melbourne started to really just bring that shape in that just everyone copied in the league. Yeah. And you, your fullback would be in the same spot every single time. And Steve Maddow just went, good as gold. I'm going to put you in a body bag at any given moment. And fullbacks, you would see them as they're coming out the back of shape and they just, they just had to always keep an eye on whether he was shooting or not. The, the amount of turnovers he used to force just by his presence, just yeah. existing, yeah. was insane. 100%. Who was the uh, who was the South front rower that I, I assume Steve Maddow is probably doing time for that hit? That was unbelievable. I've been at a lot of footy games, and there is only two instances where I've actually felt the ground. Obviously, not literally, but because of like what happened, it felt like the stadium shook. <laughs> that was one of them. Yeah, and the other one was when Greg Inglis did it to Dean Young. 
Oh my god, that was sickening. That was fu- that was proper sickening. I tell you, what's funny. It's funny how the games change. I remember absolutely blowing up that he got suspended for that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, he didn't mean it. Now that like your borderline season, you, you over. get twelve weeks for that now. Yeah, yeah, wild. Seriously, because he ended up because he he ended up getting five weeks for it, but he went to the judiciary and got it downgraded to three, and I was like, how did he not get off? He he <laughs> he was falling anyway. Times have changed. Oh, that was such a bad year. Oh, it was, it was, it was. And of course, it happened to probably the bloke that deserved it the least. The least, out of anyone Young. in the league, yeah. Dean Young. But yeah, that in the George the Fool one, that was brutal. But anyway, back to back to Steve Maddai. He would just do yourself a favor if you got five minutes and just just type in Steve Maddai the Hitman on YouTube. It's a video I've watched a lot. He just belts people. It's, it's so, a highlight package that will make you physically ill. And not only, and but like. He's also a gun footy player. A mad footy player. And I think that's what people sleep on. They just think he was like a thug and a hitman. He was a gun Freak. footy player. He was exactly like all those other Manly boys. Yeah. He was a weapon. Tell you what, that, that Manly team, oh. there's a lot of, and I say this in, the, in like a nice, great, like a, I'm giving them a compliment here. There's a lot of fuckwit in that team. Oh, mate, a heap of fuckwit. Like you've got the Stewart brothers who are guns, but just grit, Jamie Lyon, grit, Chucky Watmau, grit. Like who would want to play them? I think I've told you the story before. I don't know if I've said it here or not, but uh, 2013, your season ended when you lost to Manly. Yep, we're up 14-0 yeah, in the, I do in the prelim. Tell you a funny story. That was my 21st that night, yeah. and you're up 14-0 at halftime, and we decided to do speeches, and the place turned the TVs off, oh. did speeches for 30, 40 minutes, whatever, turned them back on, and the whole room just went... Because uh, you got done so good, hilarious. Yeah, it was um, so funny. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just half of Mass got in one room watching South Sydney choke unbelievably. <gasps> but I remember um, my father-in-law now told me a story that he was at that game that night and you guys lost. Yep. And he had a Manly fan that was sitting behind him that they were sort of like joking around and bantering throughout the game. And um, and he he turned to him after the game just to say congratulations. The Manly guy goes, you know why you lost? You're missing a bit of C-U-N-T. <laughs> That's what you're missing. That's why you didn't win tonight. And I remember, And then he goes, when 2014 rolled around and the moment Ben Teo grabbed James Maloney and threw him, he reckons he sat there and went, that's what we needed. It's so funny. I just got goosebumps just you saying that. Yeah. Just just the – fuck, that's such a good story. And just such like, a ha- good yard. And how, and how it played out a year later in the exact same game, the prelim. Exact same game. Gave away a penalty. Big no-no when you come on the field, but it was exactly what yeah. you guys needed. And I've said this before, Sam Burgess sprayed him and Ben T just like, I'm doing this for you, and then just ran away. And <laughs> sit. Whole, like, how are they ever going to lose after that? Oh, I think it moved. That was amazing. So good. So good. Yeah, um, Stevie, Stevie Matter. I'll never forget when he got sent off. <laughs> he got sent off in a test match once. I think he, I think it was on I think it was on Gaznia. <laughs> it was just so late and so high. <laughs> just. He like he had that in him as well, but that's just that's just the beauty of it. Yeah, that that's footy. That's, that's yeah, Steve and it's part of the scare factor. Like it's not only was he going to hit you, he would hurt you. Bloody earth! All right, uh, five eight now, mate. I um, I had two picks here. I I reckon you'll have one of these two as well. So who, who, I've got two. I reckon you'll have one of them too. We could be thinking of the same guy. Who are your two? Do you want me to guess who the? I'll guess who the the same one is. Yeah. Okay. Josh Reynolds. No, I actually didn't have Josh Reynolds, but a very okay. good chat. I went for two more established people. Who, who, who's your top pick? Uh, I was going to go either Cody Walker or Josh Reynolds, but I'll go. I'll go. I'll go Josh. I Reynolds. didn't have either of those two, so that's good. Okay, sweet. I'll go Josh Reynolds. Um, 
I'll tell you a story. I was once, uh, this is when I was young, when I was like 21, 22, uh, 10 years ago and about 60 kilos ago, I was at a, um, I was at a petrol station. I was filling up and a guy came up to me and said, um, it, it was 2014. It was just after the origin encounter. He said, congratulations, mate. And I shook his hand. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll go with this. See what happens. He thought I was Josh Reynolds. <laughs> so he went to his car, got out his Bulldogs jersey, and we had a photo in the uh, <laughs> in the petrol station. Did you tell him? Nah. <laughs> nah. I'd love to find the photo somewhere. It'd be unreal because oh, this guy that's was awesome. really excited. He's like, how are the celebrations? I'm like, I can't even talk about it because <laughs> I wasn't there. No oh, idea. that's brilliant. Shoot. Um, yeah, seriously. He, he is – one of the people that made me jealous at times that I wasn't a Bulldogs fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously not literally, but he's just that guy that you want at your team that bleeds your team's colours, that would do anything for that jersey. And when he came back this year and the Bulldogs fans just all embraced him, it was just goosebump moment. It, he, he defines blue and white at Belmore like nobody I've ever seen. And yeah, like obviously he's a guy, he played Origin. But like he's not the best player that's ever played for the club. But they absolutely adore him at Belmore. His teammates would have adored him. He is just someone you just want standing next year when there's a game of footy on. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, he obviously epitomizes what Canterbury is. But I also think that he's close to the guy to just epitomize rugby league. Um. Not the biggest, not the strongest, not the smartest, not, you know, there's just, there, there isn't anything in Josh Reynolds that you go, you should be a, a gun or you yeah. should be a first grader, but he's just all ticker. That's that's true, actually. If I had to define rugby league in a person, I'd just show him a photo of Josh Reynolds. It is Josh Reynolds, without a doubt. He can score a try out of nowhere and then he'll kick someone on the next play and you just go, what the fuck just happened? And then he'll go to Origin and beat the greatest team of all time and you're like... Sure, it's Josh. It's Grub. I tell you what, that game won 2014, which I bang on about because I love it. He was so good that day. So good. So good. Yeah. And I I personally thought too, mate, um, your grand final, obviously the scoreline blew out at the end, but I was sitting there at halftime going, Josh Reynolds yeah. is on one tonight. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he, was, he was by far and away Canterbury's best player that easily, evening, I thought. Easily. He was, he was the only one that... Fight a shot, really. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, During that, tw- the the main one was the obviously the Benny Barbie year was twenty twelve, but like that kind of era where Josh Josh Reynolds would just off the back of him, <laughs> like all he had to do was feed Bar with a ball sometimes. But yeah. mate, he, like as I said, there were like more skillful players around him, but no one had as much ticker as much heart as as Joshy Reynolds. When uh when he when he came back this year he played his first game against who did Matty Burton kick that field goal against the Cows? Uh the Cowboys yeah in Golden yeah, Point. Yeah, it's Cowboys game. He he came that was his first game back. Yeah. And me and Timmy were we went with um Blue Wealth Property um to that game so we're in like the chairman's land so we're with like all the bulldogs officials so all the diehards right yeah and josh reynolds that was his first game back he ran onto the field and he ran so hard and fast onto the field that he just ran into the line and went to make the first tackle and i can't remember who it was but they put like the slightest left foot step and josh reynolds just slipped over and the cowboys made a line break <laughs> and all the bulldogs officials went oh, that's grub it's like it's like they were happy that he missed the tackle just because he went in it 100 miles an hour and they were like, ah, it's fine. That's so perfect. It doesn't, it doesn't worry us. That's just grub. And mm. then he gave away a penalty the next set and they were like, grub, he's back. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? How can you be stoked about this? But he's just, 
He's just like, I think that no matter what club he was at, I think he would have had a similar effect to what he's had at Canterbury. Oh, I agree for sure. Yeah. He's just such a lovable character. And I think those scenes when, when he had his last game at Belmore, unbelievable. Yeah. And I, and I, oh yeah. That when he was like carried off, that was <sighs> bloody brilliant. And even like, I, I, he only played a handful of origins, but he was just one of those people that just fit the origin arena. I remember yeah. one game he obviously it's illegal, but whatever he, um, just put Brent Tate on his head yeah. and it was just, you're just like, fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Love that. Yeah. And then he got, he, he then, he went to the judiciary, kind of same thing. You just like, fuck, don't get suspended. And he didn't, came back for game three, whatever it was. It's I, just. I, yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would assume he got suspended for tripping on at least three occasions. I know, I know. And I'm completely okay with it <laughs> because know. it's him. It's so weird. Yeah. He, he is just a, a lovable battler. Yeah. That you just can't ignore. So you had Grubb and who, who was your other option? Cody. Cody, yeah. Yeah. Must have stung you to go for Walker over Cody. To go for Walker over Cody. To go for Grubb over Cody. I mean, yeah. I, it, they kind of, they're kind of, they're very similar. I reckon. Very similar. Yeah. Um, I, just, I didn't want to make it all about Rabbitoh, so. Yeah, fair shout. Uh, I've got two, mate. Uh, my two five eights are from yesteryear. First one just has to be Wally Lewis. Oh, <laughs> yeah, True. Like, to think what he did for our game uh, and to be playing 5-8, like, I haven't watched it yet, but just seeing the, s- some of the clips from that Wally Lewis documentary that's out or is coming out. Yeah, it came out just before Origin 2 on 9 now. Christ, I need to catch that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'll be... that. I'm, See, I, but, like, the reason I didn't watch if it... If Sportsbet was- want to put up a market for me to be on the lounge at 4pm watching the <laughs> Wally Lewis doco, I will swallow it up in a heart. See, the reason I didn't watch it, it was because it was the day before the decider... I was like, I can't consume any of this Queensland shit. Yeah. I'm just going to wait till after the Origin series. But even just in in that ad that I saw, like just a classic moment of him, I, I think it was Paul Vaughan that said he'd like, he'd just start fighting a front rower. And this wasn't nowadays where you, you know if you throw a punch, you get sent from the field. Mm. This was, if you throw a punch, you might die out there. Yeah, 100%. And he's going at front row forwards, like just an absolute maniac. Isn't Wally. it funny that like we watch, like I watched Wally Lewis on Channel 9. He just looks like a sweet old man. Yeah. But then... Apparently, he was the biggest fuckwit of all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So good. So good. Uh, and yeah, like, you look back, I forget which game it was off the top of my head. I want to say like 92 or something along those lines where Queensland had all these injuries. Yeah. They lost so many guys throughout that game. I, th- I think they were down to no one on the bench and Wally just found a way. Mm. Found a way to win. Uh, and, you know, I love guys, as you all know, I love guys who are 5'8s but can jump in at 13 and be the yeah, best 13 as well. Uh, and I, I think that I, I quite often push that, you know, Brad Fittler, he could have been the best 5'8 or the best 13. Wally Lewis, not far behind. Yeah, he's right up same. there as well. Right yeah. up there. And just the way that you the way that you hear people from, especially from Queensland, from that generation, talk about Wally, it's how we talk about Joey. Yep. But Joey did it in little moments here and there because of injury. Yeah. Wally did it for a decade. Yeah. Wally not, did it from origin. when he was 22. Yeah. Like, just unbelievable. I, I, I do think – I know he's an immortal, but I think that the way that younger people nowadays talk about Wally, I just don't think they appreciate who he was Absolutely and what not. he actually did. I, I reckon he's the only player – yeah, I reckon he's the only player that's only really only defined by his origin career. Yeah. Like, you look at Joey, 97-01, Freddie, Penrith – Bruce's. Wally Lewis is just Queensland. Yeah. But it's like, and yeah, it's wild just how much of an impact he had. Mm. And yeah. 
such a special player, mate. Like I, I just don't think we'll have another guy that holds up like Wally has, especially in mm. Queensland. I think that, like, you know, the vast majority of conversations we have are with New South Welshmen, but fuck, I'd love to talk to, like we were at the Caxton the other night, have some conversations about Wally. Bloody oath. Whenever I watch Queensland now, I look what Cam Munster does, and I just, I think to myself, I'm like, was this, is this how it felt? Is this, this, I reckon Cam is probably the closest thing you can get. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is this how it felt watching Queensland back in the 80s with, with Wally and early 90s, whatever it was? Yeah. You well, know what? I'm with you. I'm going to watch that doco today. Uh, the other one I had, mate, which another guy that I think he came all, along a little bit later, not not too much later to be fair, uh, but uh, Laurie Daly, mate, I think. Mm. I, I actually picked him the other night in our the draft I did with uh, Donny. Picked yep. him at centre and a lot of people sort of went, eh, I wouldn't have picked him. And I just sat there and went. What, in the origin draft? Yeah, a lot of people were like, eh. Okay, hang know. on. Wait a minute. Laurie Daly could be our best ever origin player. Yeah. Yeah, without and, a and, doubt. And yeah. I, I reckon he probably is. He's right up there. You, you couldn't have him outside your top three. Oh, 100%. You know what? You're right. The Daily Telegraph did this um, poll the other day. Mm. I think Dean Ritchie picked his list, and then he did, like, a fans list. And the cyclists on the fans list, a lot of people had Freddie really low because they're off him at they're the moment, which is just stupid. Laurie Daly, I think he was Dean Ritchie's number one or two. He was the fans number 22 or something. So it was just all the people that didn't watch footy. Like, I didn't watch footy in the freaking 90s, but you, you listen to what people say about him in, in his in origin and you watch his highlights and, and how he was like dominated at six, dominated at centre in attack and especially in defence. Um, There's a shot that he puts on. I think it's Marty yeah. Bella. Yeah. Fuck. I reckon it's one of the best tackles ever. Yeah. Like as far as a 5'8 going against a front row forward and it's not – in the heat of like, it's not like on tackle three where Laurie had a chance to send him. It's off a tap, mm. and it is just body contact. Mm. Yeah, a freak, Laurie. I, I, I've been. I, I think that he is, and you know, I think it's similar to Brad Fittler in that because the coaching didn't go. I was yep. going to say overly well. It didn't go well at all. No. Um. I think a lot of people, and I think that Laurie just it's quite very similar to Freddie. To be fair, the way that he carries himself and stuff, you sort of. It is pretty similar, isn't it? It's very similar. They're they're both. Slightly different cats. You forget just how tough they were on the yeah. field and how good they were, and the way that Laurie. Like I, I, I'm not sure if there's ever been a player, and you know, obviously the game's changed a lot, but I think back then he was the best player ever to be able to come off his left and right foot. Yeah, no, no one had equally as good step off both feet than Laurie Dale, and you see some of his origin highs where he just goes bang, 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 unmatched. Mm. Man, I actually, I always talk about Freddie when I used to work at the Blues. My first two years were with Laurie. Yeah, he he's just be like be like Medeiros actually, just a, just a, just a champion bloke. I uh I've got a cousin who was playing footy against Laurie Daly's son one day, mm. and my cousin got taken off in an ambulance. They thought that he he he'd screwed up his neck very badly. He was okay. He got home that night and at about nine, so they they got home from the hospital at nine p.m. And I don't know how he did it, but Loz was somehow keeping tabs on. What was happening? So we'd obviously oh. been in contact with the hospital. Anyway, about nine thirty, they had a uh, knock on the door, and it was Laurie Daly coming over. Wow! To check on him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Champion fella Legend. was. I got a lot of time for him. Um, all right. Anything more to add on sixes, mate? No, but I'm going to go first in sevens because it's a great transition. Go, Ricky Stewart. Oh, love that! <laughs> what a what the a quickest segue. lip in the country. Oh, I know, and that's why, like. Again, a bit like Loz. I never watched him play live, really, because it was in the in the 90s and maybe early 2000s just for the dogs. Um, 
We don't talk about dogs. It's like Michael Jordan's end of his career. Exactly. We don't don't worry about that. Um, But just the way people speak about how Ricky Stewart played, like how he was just the biggest sledger of all time. Basically, they talk about him as a player, how I see him as a coach. Yes. And if he plays like... I, like the with the emotion and the passion that he coaches with, then there is no one else in the world that I would rather be my number seven. And and I had two number sevens, and my second one, I'll say it later, was very close. But yeah, Ricky Stewart for me, he obviously one of the best kicking games of all time. Like great player, has that great moment for the Kangaroos, but just one of those guys that every every one of those Canberra Raiders players wanted to play with. And obviously there was, they, they dominated that early nineties period. And the one year that they went really poorly was the year that he broke his leg. Was it? Well, yeah. 1993, they are red hot premierships yeah. favorites. Can't be beaten. Minor premiers, all good. They play Parramatta <clears throat> about three weeks out from finals. Yeah. He breaks his leg and they don't win another game for the rest of the year. This is Laurie Daly, this is Bradley Clyde, this is Mal Meninga, Gary Belcher, Glenn Lazarus, you name it, every superstar in the game, and they do not win another game after that in 93. Mm. And, of course, the Broncos go on to win that premiership. Yep. And, you know, up until the Roosters and Panthers, you know, it was the it was the first time, a, it was the last time a team had gone back-to-back. So, mm. and unfortunately, I believe... 93, that broken leg robbed us of what I think would have been the greatest grand final of all time, Brisbane-Canberra. Brisbane, yeah, that, never got it's, it's, such a, it's such a shame that that didn't happen. Such a shame. Such a shame. And, yeah, Ricky Stewart, uh, grand final day, got up on stage, collected his Dalian medal for that year despite missing the last three or four weeks. And, you know, keep in mind the amount of guys stealing points off him and shit in that yeah. team. Uh, but it just, it just shows how good Ricky Stewart was that this team of absolute superstars, and if you go through, I, I, I've done it a few times on the podcast, if you go through and have a look at the teams they played in the last six weeks, they'd beaten them all 13 plus throughout the year with Ricky mm. and got done by all of them, and some of them were big drumming. So an immortal of the game, Mal, Laurie Daly, all Steve Walters, like the list goes on and on, just went to water once yeah. he left. Wow. And then, of course, he comes back in 94 and they win the comp. And they win the comp, yep. Yep, absolutely. What, like, seriously, what a... I would have loved to watch footy in the early 90s. Yeah. It just seems like one of the great eras. And, we, you know, I personally think, Ricky, when you consider the footballs he was playing with compared to nowadays, I think he has got the best long-kicking game yeah. of any player ever. Yeah. And I really don't think it's even a competition. I look at the way that Ricky Stewart hand, like handles himself. And the reality is he's going into every weekend as a 50-50, I might win. I've got a good team. I don't have a great team. Yeah. Imagine how much shit he would have spoken when he had Laurie Daly, Mal Meninga... <sighs> Andruku, Gary Belcher, uh, Bradley Clyde, Glenn Lazarus, Steve Walters. Like, he just would have gone into every game going, you're not going to beat me anyway. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, yep. and it won't matter. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, 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 It's sickening to even imagine. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and like, I've heard Matty Johns talk about it when he talks about the greatest teams ever, and he describes it perfectly. He goes, that Broncos team, they were unbelievable, but they'd be happy to beat you 36 to 30. Yeah, that right. Raiders team, they'd beat you 40 to 4. Yeah, yeah. It was just demoralizing. Ruthless. And hearing him talk about like when him and Joey, him and Andrew Johns would go to Canberra and they'd get the two minute bell, they'd just look at each other and go, fuck. Mm. Shit, we actually have to go out there and deal with these guys. Incredible. Far out. I think Ricky's a great shout. I just did, had a random thought. Yeah. Did you did you used to have that DVD uh that VCR, sorry, growing up? 
it was like a five minute highlights package of every grand final from I think 1980 to 2004. Did you have that? Yeah, I think I did, and it came up with like the banner at the bottom yeah, at the start yeah, of each yeah, one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I used to have that. I. I want to go watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch early 90s rugby league. Um, I, I had a VCR of the 1990 Kangaroo Tour. Oh, sick. Mate. And that's why I talk about that thing so much. I, I can pretty much recite to you that entire series, what happened, who played. Alfie Lang, a broken hand in game one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Alfie Lang was actually my second choice of halfback. Love that. Yeah. Love that pick. Uh, I picked two halfbacks. Yep. Uh Look, I, one of them I picked is so obvious, but I, I just think Joey fits this perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking Joey. Yeah. But, but it's, it's very easy and he's just got that mentality that not many have. Joey, yeah. I thought it was too easy, mate. My other one, I'll give you one guess and I'll give you one clue. Cattle dog. Oh, Tommy. Tommy Rodonica. Wow. They're just the absolute in the trenches King. In fact, if he's in the trenches, I don't know if I want to be there. It's probably a little bit too hectic for me. Yeah. He's just on another level. And you look at you know, the old clips of when he was playing and then when he went into coaching. and um, <laughs> But it was just it, – it's just like, like we can't even imagine what it was possibly like. And we've spoken about those origin series and stuff like – and, and you, you, you'd probably have pl- plenty of stories from those that you've heard from camp. But it was just – like I, I think he had one origin series where he said to the Blues, like, they're in the same place as the Queensland Rose. He said, you don't talk to yep. them. Yep. You do not talk to them. So they're at the bar, and I think Queensland clued onto this. So they're, like, coming up, trying to start conversations, and they just weren't allowed to talk to them. <laughs> He's just a different character, eh? Yeah. Uh, the stories I've heard, I, I hate when people do this. Like, it, it drives me up the wall. But I've got one that I actually I, – I'm not allowed to – I can't say. But if – if, if you ever bump into me, just ask me about the Tony Rodonica story and I'll, I'll buy you a schooner and I'll, I'll, I'll spin you the yarn because it is the funniest story I've ever heard in my life. So just have that in your back pocket if you ever see me in public. I <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you after. It's so good. He, like he's just – he's honestly – he just had a screw loose clearly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I remember uh, talking when I had Mark Burris on the podcast a couple of years ago. He spoke about, I think when Wizard first sponsored the Blues. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the year that Tommy was coaching, or one of the years Tommy was coaching. Yeah. Or something, or the first time he was involved with it. So he got to go to like their, their bonding night. And he just said it was just, it was like nothing he'd seen before. Yeah. He just, it was stinks going on everywhere <laughs> and all this shit. And then at the end of the night, Tommy just sort of went, well, we're good now. Yeah. <laughs> we're sweet. If that happened now, Origin might get cancelled. Oh, for sure. But it was, he was just different. I'm pretty sure the Origin schedule back when Tommy was in charge was. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, the first two days, we wake up at the Crown Plaza or Coogee Plaza, whatever it is in Coogee, go to the Coogee Bay Hotel, bet on the horses for the whole day, drink, drink, drink. That's the first two days, basically. Then the Wednesday, train, 
back to the pub, back to the pub, drink, drink, drink. Like that's that's pretty much all it was. I love the story that Joey tells after Jamie Goddard punches him and he's getting stitches in his mouth and he's got Rodonicus in his face. And Joey's like, it's like he was spitting uh, um, cigarette butts at me yeah. and just fucking wailing into me. It's so good. Absolute legend. Nah, fuck, we, we, we lost a real one in Tommy. Bloody earth. Bloody earth. If you want, yeah. We said before, like, Josh Reynolds defines rugby league. Tommy Rodonicus defines. Defines rugby league. Defines <laughs> what rugby league really was. Bloody earth. Yeah. Part two of this podcast, we'll be dropping a little bit later this afternoon. And just a reminder, once again, guys, 6 p.m. tonight, rugbyleagueguru.com.au to grab yourself a burgundy hat. Very limited stock. They will be moving very quickly.